So if you could turn with me to Jeremiah chapter 23. Jeremiah 23, we're going to be looking at verse 29. Jeremiah 23, 29 reads, Is not my word like as a fire, saith the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? If someone were to ask me what is more important to the Christian, reading the word of God or praying, I would answer the question with another question. Which is more important to living, your lungs breathing or your heart beating? I believe that reading the word is like our lungs breathing and praying is akin to our heart beating. In the most simple terms, our lungs draw in the air we breathe into 600 million tiny air sacs. And those air sacs are surrounded by 750 woven miles of blood vessels. Through the pumping action of the heart, our blood picks up oxygen from the lungs and distributes it and other nutrients to the over 37 trillion cells throughout our entire body which makes me think of Psalm 139, 14, I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. And just like there must be a balance between breathing and the heart beating in order to sustain the life, there must be a proper balance between reading scripture and praying. Well, without reading the word or very little reading of the word, our praying is in vain. We'll have little to nothing from God to bring back to the throne of grace. And we'll soon find ourselves carrying old manna. And likewise, without praying or very little praying, our reading of the word is in vain. We'll be full of truth in our head, like the Pharisees, but we'll not have the sustenance of that truth that fellowship with God through praying provides. Our number one task as Christians, I believe, is to know God more fully. Because when we know God more fully, when we see him more clearly, we truly discover who we are in all of our pride and wretchedness and filth. And we cannot be driven, we cannot but be driven to do all that he commands. All that he commands us to do in his word and do it for his glory alone. Now, there, there's no shortcut. There's no easy button or fast track. We simply cannot know him without reading his word and praying. In effect, diligently seeking him. Psalm 119.27 says, Make me to understand the way of thy precepts, so shall I talk of thy wondrous works. Psalm 119.72, The law of the mouth is better unto me. The law of thy mouth, sorry, is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. Mark twelve twenty four, and Jesus answering said unto them, Do ye not therefore err, because ye know not the Scriptures, neither the power of God? Romans fifteen four, for whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the Scriptures might have hope. Psalm one forty five eighteen, the Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. 2 Corinthians 7.15, now mine eyes shall be open and my, mine ears attend unto the prayer that is made in this place. Jeremiah 33.3, 3, call unto me and I will answer thee and show thee great 
and mighty things which thou knowest not. So just a few verses that I've uh, pulled out to show the, the importance of both praying and reading God's word. So with the remaining time that I have, I want to focus on the importance of God's word to our effectiveness for the Lord. Returning back to our verse, Jeremiah 23, 29, is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? We'll start with fire. Fire is an amazing thing with many attributes and benefits to us. Can any of us imagine a world without fire? You know, firstly, fire sanitizes and cleanses. If you were in the back country and you had to make an incision in the flesh because of an injury or an emergency and you had nothing with you but a blade, you could put that blade into the fire to sterilize it. And in much the same way, God's word sanitizes us. We get dirty living in this world. And I heard it said somewhere, it may have been on this very prayer call, you cannot walk through a pig pen without getting some of that stuff on you. And God's word, like that fire, will cleanse us from the world's influence. Fire signals. Fires have been used for centuries for signaling. Tribal nations would use fires to send smoke signals to communicate with one another. Countless adventurous have been saved from certain demise by building a fire that could be seen by rescue crews. And God's word signals us in the, in the same way, communicating his attributes, his precepts, his law, and his warnings to us. Psalm 119, verse 105, thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I'm thinking about that lamp. That lamp was lit by fire. And Another thing that fire does, it warms and comforts us. I live in Iowa, and our winters get very cold. We heat our house, actually, with a wood stove. And on a cold night, after being outside and chilled to the bone, there is nothing more comforting than coming inside and sitting by that fire. The warmth and the physical and emotional comfort from that fire is unlike any other kind of heat source. That heat literally feels like it's soaking into you. And I think about God's word um, in that way, like that fire soaking, the heat from that fire soaking into us. It warms us and it comforts us as we read and learn more about him. And the Psalms in particular have a way of providing tremendous warmth and comfort to the soul who is going through serious trials and heartache. So likewise, a hammer is an incredibly useful tool. Of all the tools I own, I probably use my hammer for more diverse projects than any other. And our verse says that the scriptures are like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces. Now there's definitely a picture of power here. Um, This must be a big hammer that's spoken of, one of power and force. One that's able to break rock into pieces. And there's tremendous power in the word of God, like unto a rock-breaking hammer. And I think of stony hearts that are broken through the power of the word when a sinner comes to Christ, when God gets a hold of them and their, and their heart is broken asunder and they come to the Lord. Ezekiel eleven nineteen says, and I will give them one heart and I will put a new spirit within you and I will take the stony heart out of their flesh and I will give them a heart of flesh. God's, God's word is like a hammer breaking that stony heart of flesh. 
And Psalm 29.5 says, The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars. Yea, the Lord breaketh the cedars of Lebanon. Again, the voice of the Lord spoken of in this verse. His word breaking, much like he talks about breaking the rocks. Also, a hammer does shaping. So if we think about Jesus, his earthly occupation was that of a carpenter. Now, during the time of Christ, a carpenter was very likely skilled at stonemasonry. The structures of the time were primarily made of stone. So our Lord himself was most likely using a hammer and chisel to shape stone in his daily work. We look at John 2.19. Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. The response in verse 20 is, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? They totally missed what he was referring to. I believe they were thinking, who does this guy think he is? We know who this Jesus is, this this stonemason from Nazareth. A little three-room home building project takes a team of carpenters weeks to complete. And this guy thinks he's so great that he can build the temple in three days by himself? It would be like a metal worker today saying that he could build an aircraft carrier in three days. That's the sense that... Um, these Jews were thinking when they, when they heard Jesus talk about building it. They completely missed the point that he was talking about building up his own body. But if you've ever seen a stonemason using a hammer and chisel to break stone for structure, it's quite impressive. He knows just how to use the hammer to get the desired effect in shaping the stone for the very spot that it's needed. And in the same way, the Lord uses the hammer of his word to shape us and fit us for his service. Finally, the word of God is to be used as fire and a hammer in the furtherance of the gospel. In relation to this verse, Spurgeon said, quote, I am afraid that there are in this place persons of whom we speak as unlikely to be converted, who have never been fully brought under the influence of the fire of God's word or beneath the fall of the hammer of the gospel. I brought one person, says somebody, I am glad you have, my dear friend, but have you ever spoken faithfully to that person about his soul? Well, I do not know that I have. I have said a little to him. Have you ever plainly put the gospel before him? Well, I do not think he was quite the person to be spoken to in that fashion. Ah, I see that you thought you were going to burn him without using fire and to break that rock without lifting the hammer. The fact is, you believe that something better than the gospel fire was needed in his case, or that something gentler than the gospel hammer was needed. Will you not try that old-fashioned hammer upon him? Will you not try that old fire upon him? End quote. I love the word picture there from Spurgeon. Reading the word and prayer go hand in hand. They are like the lungs and the heart and the nourishment of our Christian life. We need to know the word, to know God, and to pray fervently and effectually. The fire and the hammer of the word is necessary to everything we do for Christ. Is not my word like as a fire, said the Lord, and like a hammer that breaketh the rock in pieces? Amen.